Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today, we've got some hard-hitting stories of Entitled Parents, and our first story of the day is from Will Live 18 helping parents to grow up. This is event, but first a little bit of backstory. Dad was a sailor before he retired. The kind of guy who you would go and tell him, I scored 99 out of 100, and he would reply to you, well, if it was 100, I would reward you, kind of guy. Mom isn't working and she's the kind of person she'll always compare you to someone else. For me, that someone was her goddaughter. Thank God she can't do that anymore. Both have the habit of asking and comparing everything with money. Hey, mom and dad, I got a new job that I've been chasing for months and it looks like my dream job. How much will you be making? Yes, not even a congratulations. Huge gaslighters in general, even though I can appreciate that they love both of us and they want the best for us, but we didn't come with a manual. But I digress, that's a different story. Since I remember myself, my parents have always complained to me about each other. I still cringe at the amount of times I had to listen to them complaining about the other person instead of talking to each other. Imagine that, parents that talk to each other to resolve their issues. At some point, they split up after years and after both me and my sister moved out with the agreement that my dad will be giving my mom 300 euro a month for her expenses for a couple of years. Dad indeed fulfilled that and then stopped giving her money. We started with my sister giving her money monthly and she decided to go after dad for a divorce in order to get some kind of alimony or whatever it's called when you can't work due to some health issues and your ex-spouse has to provide for you. The court decision was that my dad has to provide for another couple of years the same amount. Due to the fact that he's retired and my mom doesn't work, sister paid for mom's expenses and I paid for dad's along with the count that he would have to give on total. So the court expenses, the monthly amount he has to pay for the total of two years, plus the interest that accumulated, plus some change, total about 10000 all given to him by me and happily since I thought I'm done for a couple of years. So apparently my dad gave the initial amount of money to my mom, and the rest he said that he doesn't have to do so. He insisted on it by shouting at me even when I asked, why the freak did I give you all that money if you aren't going to give it to her? Now I'm stuck in a situation where me and my sister provide the same amount of money to our mom, and dad actually did another court run to stop giving her money. Yes, the money I gave to him. So we paid for everything, and now we're repaying because they're stubborn. I know what should be done. Unfortunately, easier said than done. I only wanted to vent as it's been weighing on me for some time now. I know it definitely is easier said than done. When you've grown up in a situation like that, you're just so accustomed to it. But everybody can agree with me when I say that OP and their sister continue to enable this behavior, right? By not cutting them off or trying to do something about it? That this is only ever going to stop when OP actually makes it stop, right? Let me know if you guys agree in the comments down below. 
Our next story is from Asholi 1120 My mother is probably going to die alone, and I'm very happy about it. Some backstory, I moved to Texas in 2013 when I was 26 on a whim because my relationship with my mother was toxic beyond belief. Throughout my time there, I had to cut off all communication due to her alcoholism, causing a domino effect in other parts of my life, i.e. me having to call off my wedding because she decided to go into a drunken rage a few nights beforehand. Fast forward to December 23rd of 2020, my dad got COVID, spent nine days in the hospital, and ultimately passed away on January 2nd, 2021. His death caused me to sell literally everything I owned, break my lease on my rental house, quit my beloved job, leave all my friends to move home to New York to help her. Her alcoholism had gotten so out of control she refuses to work. I'm 65, I've paid my dues. So she depended on me and my younger sister to help her. I knew darn well where this was going, and I knew what the end result was going to be. She wakes up, and the first thing she does before she even takes a pee is make herself a vodka soda, gets so blackout drunk by 11am she's falling on the tile floor. She soiled herself multiple times, she face-planted right into two TVs over the course of a year, while trying to get off the couch? I've been home since March 27, 2021, and she's been to detox twice, AA multiple times, but she never goes through with it. She just sits on the couch and cries about how she lost her husband. Not to discredit her, but two daughters lost their dad. Way too early, no warning. It's the same old song and dance. She charged me $600 a month for a glorified closet with a twin-sized mattress on the floor, not even a box spring under it. I swear Ukrainian refugees had better living conditions than me. She makes my sister do all the cooking because she's so drunk by the time the afternoon rolls around she's usually passed out. Things finally came to a head back in April when I had a few friends over on a Friday night. We had a fire going out back. I'm in my early 30s, so my rager days are long gone. Just literally four friends, Pandora playing on my phone, not even a speaker, and some weed. Very low-key in my opinion. Well, not low-key enough for her. She stumbles out slurring and screaming that we need to shut the freak up, turn it down, it's so loud. It was 9pm on a Friday, so I just go numb start yesing her to death, all the while giving my friends the she's about to morph into a demogorgon, time to leave, save yourself, I volunteer as tribute, look. As everyone's gathering their things, she gets in my face and slurs, you were the worst mistake and I wish you would have died instead of your father. When I tell you it took every ounce of self-control not to just throw her into that fire pit, so I made it my mission to get the freak out. I found a rental house that I have to work two jobs to afford. I'm happy as a clam. I felt bad for leaving my sister, we're only two years apart and very, very close. I knew it was just going to take a little time before my sister had enough of her leeching. Lo and behold, I become great friends with my neighbor, who has an apartment available. Guess who's moving in solo November 1st? That's right, my sister. And guess who has to go move to Bum Freak, North Carolina because her friend's offering her a room to stay in? That's right, the see you next Tuesday herself. I give it six months before her friend gets absolutely fed up with her drunken BS. I personally don't really care what happens to her. As far as I'm concerned, I don't have any parents. I hope she does a lonely, miserable death. I know my sister and I will be just fine 
even better when she's gone for good. I think it goes without saying that OP and their sister have dealt with a pretty torturous experience, and considering everything that happened, I don't think you can ever say that OP or their sister didn't try. They were there for over a year while their mom went to different programs, detox, AA. Ultimately, at the end of the day, what I've always heard is you have to want to change, and no matter how many programs or rehabs or whatever you go to, it never really will stick unless you're the self-starter that drives the train. Basically, what I'm saying here is some people might say that the kids abandoned their mom, but I say they did what they could, and it's pretty clear that the mom is choosing to live life like that and probably go down like that. Our next story is from Snoop Pandas 4530 My dad's on my butt and I hate it. So I, 19-year-old female, have just started college and I'm doing a lot of credits, like more than what's recommended. I've been having to stay up late most nights, even on weekends till about midnight, and wake up at about 9 to 10 in the morning. Very rarely am I ever allowed to sleep in. My body, it's beyond exhausted. I can't do anything about it. My eating habits have also gone to crap as well. Even though I know I should be taking better care of myself, my anxiety in itself has also gone to crap. As in, sometimes it gets really bad and some days it doesn't. With my dad, 48-year-old male, constantly looking over my shoulder, it's gotten even worse than it was in high school. One time I was allowed to sleep in, I woke up at about 12 as I was about up till 5am doing my work that needed to be done and turned in. My dad started to berate me about waking up at noon and said that my homework isn't an excuse for waking up when I did and to go to bed at a more reasonable hour. Here's the kicker, I can't go to sleep at a reasonable hour because my body then is going to be awake longer than it normally would while trying to fall asleep. He wants me to sleep by 8.30pm? My body physically can't do that unless I take sleeping aids. I told him I can't do that because 1. I'm an adult and 2. I have crap to do that doesn't involve him in every freaking aspect. This man had the audacity to literally scream in my face and tell me, When it's my house you're living in, it's my rules you have to follow. I've tried to explain to him how many classes I'm taking, and the assignments keep piling up if I don't do them. He never listens to me. I've had to start taking anxiety and stress meds because of him, and I also have some sleeping meds as well to help me sleep when I need it. Every time I come home from the store, he'll ask if I had to get any meds from the pharmacy, and I always said no. The last time I said yes, he went through literally everything and took the meds from me, and threw them away after I told him what they were for and calling my doctor and telling them that I didn't need them and that I was fine. Not even two days later, I had severe panic attacks, and when he came near me, it got worse. I want to move out, but I don't have the funds for it. I don't have time to work because of school. I don't know what to do anymore. Help me out here, Reddit. What do I do? If any kind of, like, legal ramifications for the dad are just so out of the question, I would say it probably all starts with college. Whether OP's trying to, like, speedrun college or whatever, I think it's just not completely realistic with their situation here and talking to the college whenever possible may be your best bet as far as maybe shuffling classes around or maybe they have some kind of accommodation program by the way if you're enjoying these stories make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos that said our next story is from nopey my mom starts a fight in every phone call i've been at my sister since august 25th helping her prepare for her wedding 
It's been so good to get away from my mom physically, but she will still call me to yell at me for something. I'm 18 year old female by the way. Every single time my mom calls, I bet with my sister on how long it'll take her to start a fight. It usually takes two minutes. But Friday night was when I realized I need to move out and go low contact. She knew I had this date planned for a week. She would call me telling me stuff she's already said to me 50 times before, not even joking, and basically just trying to get me to cancel the date. Well, Friday comes and I'm driving to the date, I get three texts in a row from my mom because I get in trouble if I don't answer within one minute. I was driving. So I pull over and reply. Then she decided to call my sister, admit she knew I was driving, and start a fight. The fight being that I'm her daughter and how dare my sister let me go on a date at 18 years old without a curfew. She calls me. First thing she said, because of you, I got in a fight with Becky. Okay, wow. No, you're lying because you're always the one starting them. And what a line to kick off the phone call with. Anyways, she yells at me, asks if I knew my sister was joking, and asks if I know to follow her rules because I'm her daughter. The phone call ends, my date shows up, and it's amazing. Until 11pm hits and I get the call from my mom to yell at me that I better be on my way home. Well, she better be happy because the guy took me back to my car after that one. She's lucky he asked me out again. This was the most embarrassing moment of my life. The guy's 20, I'm 18, still getting calls from my mom to yell at me. The lesson I've learned from this is to not tell my mom when I have a date, to only tell my sister. I have a story from the same week where she called and asked if my sister came to my job interview with me to meet the employer. I can definitely post that one if you guys want to hear it. I definitely agree with OP, they need to move out and they need to go low contact. The funniest thing ever is parents like this will treat you like that and then obviously you stop telling them anything, you don't contact them, you don't, you're not open with them. And then the parent will go on and on for days about, oh, why don't you ever open up to me? Oh, if we just had communication. And yet, there will never be a day where you can just plainly say to them, it's impossible to communicate with you in a way that ever resonates with them. Our next story is from Magikarp is best. I'm baffled. I was asked to look after a stranger's child today while I was working on a boat. Was on a client's boat to take measurements for a job they'd like me to do. The place they're docked at is alongside a lovely sidewalk that's open to the public. I was on the front deck when I heard a family walk by. I was aware of them, but I didn't look up until, excuse me, it spooked me as they were so close. So I looked up. A mother and child were standing on the sidewalk in front of the boat. Sorry, you snuck up on me. Can I help you? Sometimes people stop to ask me directions to a bathroom or are curious about what I'm doing. So randomly striking up a conversation isn't uncommon and I'm happy to help or make a bit of conversation. They say, hey, can you watch my kid for a minute? No explanation, no greeting, nothing. I was stunned into silence for a second while my brain tried to process. The mother took this time to interject before I could reply. It's okay, she can just hang out on your boat with you. She what? Her child looked to be kindergarten age, maybe even younger. Before she could start walking toward the pier, I finally gained enough brain power to speak. Uh, no, sorry, this isn't even my boat. They say, oh, well, whose boat is it? Like it's relevant? I say, this is my client's boat. They say, can she come on? Ma'am, I'm working, I said, raising my voice a bit, holding up a bunch of measuring tools. It's just for a minute, she urged, 
I was appalled. Sorry, no can do. I was about to say more, but she interrupted before I could continue. Well, can you get off the boat and watch her here then? I gave her another stunned look. I am working, I said a bit slower, and I'm sure my boss wouldn't appreciate me watching strange kids while I'm on the clock. Again, I was about to say more, but her child was whining and pulling violently on her mother's hand. Fine, she snapped suddenly, dragging her child away up the steps. Not gonna lie, it was really odd and unnerving, and my heart was beating really fast. I'm legitimately shocked. Boats and docks are not a safe place for children, especially without a life Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Jacket, a strange child? Not knowing if they can swim or their water history? What about their behavior or even if they'll follow safety instructions or directions? Why would you give your child to a complete stranger working in a place not safe or suitable for a kid while they're working? I am a stranger. I should ask the owner of the boat if they can reverse their boat into the space next time so I don't have to face the general public while working anymore. You mean to tell me that this person could have been a predator that saw this mother and child talking to them lied and said the boat isn't theirs, would have been handed this child and could have just driven off, you know, out to whatever body of water they're on? This mother is a grade A moron. I'm concerned for that kid's safety. This next story is from Nicene4342. My parents sent me to a military high school. They keep saying how proud they are of me, but it rings hollow. Both of my brothers went to this school, one then went to the Air Force Academy, and the others in the Coast Guard. I have zero desire to go military, and while my parents would kind of like me to follow in those footsteps, they're also cool with me not. 
but they didn't give me a choice on the high school. They said it was better than the local options, more opportunities, and it was a great experience for my brothers. Except, I think my brothers love that environment, but I don't. On the very first day, they shaved my long hair down to nothing. I hate wearing a uniform at all times, and all the marching, saluting, and little other rules just are not for me. And most of the students here kind of love it and kind of want to do what my brothers did. We just had a parent weekend where I saw my parents for the first time since they dropped me off, and they kept saying how proud they were of me, how great I looked in a uniform, how much straighter I stood, and how much they liked my new hair, a super short buzz cut. It kind of felt like they were knocking how I dressed and wore my hair before going to school. I kind of had a long hair theater kid vibe. Anyway, it sort of ended with my dad saying it's a big change, but I'll get used to it and may wind up preferring it. All I can say here is an OP situation. If it's truly something they're not enjoying in any facet, I just hope that OP doesn't allow their parents to influence them to be complacent with it. If OP is ever given a platform to say how they feel, they should be honest that they are not enjoying any of that. I'm willing to bet those parents will also try to dismiss OP's feelings if they say that, but you know, the whole, oh, you're just saying that now. I mean, they kind of did it right here with the, it's a big change, but you might wind up preferring it. I say no matter what, stick to your feelings. Our next story is from Don't Poke the Bear 96 entitled mom tried to make us put down our cats. That's right. So the backstory is that my step-sibling's entitled mother has always been overprotective of her daughter. She had a difficult first living year that left her with permanent brain damage. She also has several allergies that weren't discovered until her teen years. She functions on the level of an eight to nine year old on most things. My stepdad met my mom quickly after his and entitled mother's relationship ended but there was no overlapping, but she doesn't believe that. My parents, my stepdad is my second dad, had been together for years at this point. We had two cats, we lost one recently, that everyone in the household except my stepsister was close with. They were about eight to 10 years old back then. Stepsister had a doctor's appointment and it turned out that she was allergic to cats and big dogs. My stepdad doesn't trust that entitled mother tells the whole truth about her health, because she has previously lied and been overly dramatic about some things and held back information on other points if it suited her. We've also been concerned about Munchausen by proxy, cause a lot of things don't make sense. Anyway, allergic to cats and big dogs. Entitled mother's sister had a smaller dog, so she couldn't be allergic to her. At this point, stepsister was living 50-50 with us and she had never been showing symptoms of allergy towards our cats. One long-coated and one short-coated. I know not every allergic reaction is visible, but stepsister would tell us if she felt something. Well, entitled mother was not having it. And her first solution was euthanizing our cats. She was demanding them being put down and was not open to any other solution. Stepdad said, heck no, and those cats were family. Entitled mother threatened stepdad to withdraw custody if he didn't euthanize the cats stepsister being about 15 at the time thankfully he didn't cave in a year later entitled mother got a cat we lost one of our boys this spring and his brother lives on and just turned 17 years old and although he isn't in the best shape he's still a happy boy and when his time comes he will have had the best life you can definitely tell what kind of person somebody is by the way they treat animals like this 
for somebody to go and not just suggest but demand euthanization as the only option for these cats that you've had for eight to ten years that tells you all you need to know about the quality of person that this entitled mother is even if it was a situation where it literally could not work and you had to get rid of them you'd much rather rehome them before ever euthanizing them honestly it makes the entitled mother sound kind of psycho next story is from the path untaken father lets his child climb on preteen girl this happened about 16 to 17 years ago i suddenly remembered after trying to sleep memory's a little fuzzy but the incident itself is pretty vivid i hope this fits here i now 28 year old female was on a trip with an all girls club for my elementary school i was either 11 or 12 at the time and on the frail skinny side this is oddly enough mildly important The trip we went on was out of state to an amusement park with a water park attached to it. We split off in groups, each about four or five girls, each with a chaperone. My group decided to go to the water park first. It was mid to late spring so the morning was relatively cold. One of my friends and I were getting a little too cold after playing on the water slides. Our lips were turning pale. So we asked our chaperone if we could break off from the group for a bit and sit in the large communal hot tub. She made us promise to stay inside of the lifeguard and come right back when we were done. So we walked over, got in, and plopped on the seats right in front of the lifeguard. For some visual, this hot tub was one of those hot tubs made of cement. It was more of like a ring of water with a large slab in the center. It was maybe three to three and a half feet deep with two foot cement benches on either side. You couldn't swim in it, only sit and relax. I guess it was kind of shaped like a flat fountain with benches in the water. A few minutes later, a rather husky child entered the hot tub. He might have been six or seven, but he was quite large. This child, who is three-fourths my height and twice my weight, proceeds to climb on my lap, stand on my thighs, and jump into the hot tub. Repeatedly. The lifeguard kept telling him to knock it off, since not only was he bothering people, he was doing something really dangerous but he just kept doing it. He was only climbing on me though. My friend kept telling him to stop too, but he just looked at us and did it again. We looked around to see if anyone was with this child and I saw a man watching this kid. He saw me look at him and crossed his arms, staring down his nose at me, as if daring me to say something. After the eighth time the kid used me as a shallow pool diving board, the poor teenaged lifeguard was at his wit's end, telling the kid to get out. I don't know what happened after since I was sick of being treated like a literal object and left. It's anticlimactic, but I was just a kid and I was scared of the fat kid's father. I've never been good at confrontation and we were done warming up. So I told my friend we should just go back. I did tell my chaperone what happened and we went back to look for the dad, but they were gone by the time we got over there. I can only assume that the brat thought someone else was just as much of a pushover as I was and climbed on the wrong person who was much more effective in displaying their displeasure. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it, I just wanted to enjoy the rest of my trip. I had never been to this place before and I wasn't going to have some fat kid and his dad ruin my day. I did have some bruising on my legs where this kid's heels dug into my flesh when he was trying to balance, but there was no lasting damage. I thought about it years later and realized the kid and his dad were either Asian or Hispanic. It was 16 or 17 years ago, that particular part of the memory is fuzzy since I was more focused on not letting this kid fall and break his head while trying to get him off of me. Nothing against Asian or Hispanic folks, not at all. 
I was wondering if there was a language barrier or something that prevented them from understanding the phrase, hey, knock it off, that hurts. I don't know what triggered me to remember this. It's been out of my mind for years, but now I'm mad about it again. At least now I'm less of a pushover than I used to be, so that's no longer something I'd put up with. Listen, I don't know what it is about laying in bed at night, sometimes a little bit later than you usually would get to bed. You just lay down and you look up at that ceiling and you just start thinking of some stuff, man. Some memories from 15 plus years ago just pop right up. And then you're there for the next 30 plus minutes just reliving that moment over and over. I often have that usual internal battle of like, man, if I could go back in that moment now, I would have said this or I would have done that. I wouldn't have stood up for that stuff now, but back then. And our final story of the day is from Kate Odina. My grandma is crazy. So for starters, I'm 20, soon 21 year old female, and I'm in college. It's not far from my childhood home, so I come and stay for the weekend quite often, which I'll explain why later. For some backstory, I was raised by my grandparents from my mother's side. My grandma is super overprotective of me and my sister. I guess because it didn't work out with her child, now she's trying harder with her grandchildren? My birth giver met her seed donor at a party and they made my sister. They got married and then got me a year and a half after my sister, but I guess they got divorced when I was three and I haven't seen any of them since. We didn't know of any seed donors family, so only my grandparents side. Seed donor isn't alive anymore, drug overdose at the hotel in town 12 kilometers from my hometown, and my birth giver is nowhere to be found. But we heard she's somewhere in London. My grandma always guilt trips me into doing what she wants. Come visit, I'm old, I need help, I pay for your living, you owe me. So that's why I visit so often, even if I don't really want to see her. Our relationship is a wreck, to be honest. To the main story, we live in Poland, near Ukraine, so we get many Ukrainian people that need help. When I was away, I agreed that my grandma will let people sleep in my room because I wanted to help in some way. That was good, nothing was missing. I don't have a lot of things because most of my room is filled with my grandma's things. All I have is one two-door wardrobe in which I have my clothes and items, like books and stuff in bed. And my room was clean when I decided to come home for the weekend. Recently, she just ignored that I was home, invited some people to sleep in my room, and told me to sleep upstairs in the guest bedroom because she wanted to have the guests downstairs with her. I was annoyed, but I let her because these people need help. She often starts an argument just to yell at me for things I've done as a kid, always telling me how awful I was as a child and how I should be grateful that she put up with me. All I remember from my childhood is yelling, belt, really nothing positive. Once, she told me she's giving me away for adoption when I wouldn't do something she asked for, and even called, or pretended to do it, the agency until I begged her not to give me away. Another time, she thought I stole her cigarettes and she held my hand on the cutting board with a knife in the other and she said she'll cut it off like the Bible said, or something. My grandpa found her cigarettes on the table behind her. To which she let me go and told me to stop crying because she didn't do anything to me yet and that I'm lucky. Now she expects me to call her every day when I'm away, which I don't. I only call once every one or two weeks, depends if I visit or not, only to hear her woe is me about being all alone. Grandpa started to ignore her most of the time and lonely and how I don't visit. She pretends to be nice and stuff in front of people. 
but then goes on a rant about them behind their backs. I always wanted to get a part-time job, but she wouldn't let me. She didn't give me any money, only when she needed me to go to the store, and she expects me to go to Ukraine to buy her cigarettes. I'm tired of her. I can't wait to cut her out of my life. Well, considering OP is 20 and they're in college and they're already in a situation where they're visiting their grandma, my question is why isn't OP already cutting them out? Why is there ever even a situation at this point where they're still visiting a grandmother like that? And it's already taxing enough to have somebody that's like, oh, woe is me, I'm so lonely, you don't visit enough. But then when you get into the nitty gritty of everything that went on here, it just leaves you more and more asking, why isn't OP just cutting them off right now? The cigarette cutting board story is more than enough to say, don't even look back. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.